Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together to recap a different book or movie. We're not here to rate or review anything. We're just here to talk about the characters and all the shenanigans they get up to. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. Um, wow, I said that like very seductively. I didn't mean to. And I'm Rose. I'm Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and I am very obviously Rose. Um, what are we talking about this week, Courtney? We are talking about Hunger Games, the movie. Yeah, it's based on a book by Suzanne Collins. I read all the books. I mm -hmm. love this series, so I'm really excited to talk about the movie. The movie stars Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson. They are both from Kentucky. Are they really? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is from Louisville, and Josh Hutcherson is actually from Union, and we went to the same high school. No way. Mm -hmm. At the same time, or? Yeah, um, he was a freshman, I think, when I was a senior, or he was a sophomore when I was a senior. He didn't go there, like, for the whole time. It feels like he, he popped up and was, like, there for, like, two, three months, and mm. then he wasn't there. What did you do with him, Courtney? Is he in your basement? No, no, <laughs> I don't. I've never spoken to him. <laughs> I just remember he was there because a friend of mine. She's like, oh yeah, he was in Bridget Terabithia. Nice. Anyways, yeah, we went to the same high school, and Jennifer Lawrence is from Louisville, and I used to live in Louisville. Again, I've never, I've never met these people. I don't. I've never had conversations. It's just coincidence. You could just say that you did, and what are they going to do? Is Jennifer Lawrence going to put out a statement? Like, I <laughs> I have, in fact, never had coffee with Courtney Houston. I don't know what she's talking about, you know? Right. I mean, Josh Hutcherson's going to be like, um, excuse me, no, I never spoke to that girl in high school. Like, he was my first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we get to the point where Josh Hutcherson and Jennifer Lawrence are listening to our podcast in... Being like, excuse me, I need to clear something up. I think all we'll hear from them is cease and desist. <laughs> well, it's not even them, it's their attorneys. So the story is set in a dystopian world. It takes place in like dystopian America, and now it's called Pan Am. Basically, there's what, 12 districts? Mm -hmm. Each district has a purpose. Like there's a coal mining district, a fishing district, an industrial district. And then there's the capital. The capital is like its own little section. It's not part of a district. They enjoy what the districts supply. Essentially, the districts are working to support the capital. Yeah. And it's they are extremely lavish in the mm -hmm. capital. It, despite what this may sound like throughout this podcast, this is not a news broadcast. Um, <laughs> this is, in fact, a fictional story. Coming at you live from Kentucky, Josh Hutcherson kissed Courtney Houston in the no. seventh grade. <laughs> I didn't even live in Kentucky in the seventh grade. Fake news, Courtney. Stop <laughs> spreading misinformation. I I was at your house in seventh grade. Like it's <laughs> there's no proof. But yeah, the districts are supporting the capital. And yeah, the people in the capital, they're living it up. Meanwhile, the people in the districts, they are poor. They're starving. These people are scraping by. It's not even just like, okay, like they're living paycheck to paycheck. They are literally like selling pieces of like their soul to and breaking the law just to feed themselves and eat, you know? But you know, the cool thing is that 
just like any government, the government of Penan kind of has this really fun thing that they do for their people. They're like, look, we know you guys are having a hard time, so we've kind of organized this really fun thing to remind you guys of how good we are. Mm-hmm. And that's called the Hunger Games. Yeah, um, the capital, the government, you know, the Pan Am government was like, you know what would really feel is extremely patriotic to do? We should force each, each district to um, enter their children's names yeah. into a raffle. And they win the opportunity to represent their district starting at age 12 and gladiator fights for children. Oh, yeah. Each district has to pick, has to draw two names, one boy and one girl. Mm -hmm. So 12 districts, that's 24 kids between the ages of 12 and 18. And first of all, that is a broad age range. Like, holy cow. Your name gets put in once for every year old you are, I think. So, like, if you're 12, your name's in once. If you're 13, your name's in twice. Every year, it's mandated one time. The fun part is, is that if your family's starving, you can add your name in an extra time for some razzle-dazzle, and they give you some government cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you want to eat because you're really hungry, you could enter your kid's name in multiple times a year yeah, uh, just to be able to survive for a couple extra months. So it's all really cruel. And I think, you know, obviously, as we're, we're saying this, it's very obvious it's cruel, but it's painted as this patriotic thing that these kids should be honored to represent their district. So some of the districts, one and two specifically, they have what's called career tributes, yeah. And the tributes are the winners of the death raffle. <laughs> the death raffle. They, the tr- tributes from districts one and two, who are, it's they are wealthier districts. As the numbers get higher, the income gets lower. Mm-hmm. They train in the special academy uh, from the time they're like nine years old to be good enough. These districts, districts one and two, I guess they're the ones that are closest to the capital and therefore yeah. they have they have more resources to send their kids to training because what else are these kids mm-hmm. going to do? You know, so they send them to training on the off chance that their name gets picked because it's a raffle. You put your name every year doesn't mean you'll ever get picked. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't get picked. Let's pan on over to District 12, which is the yeah. the poorest of all the districts. It's the coal mining mm-hmm. district. We meet our... We meet our heroine here. Her name is Katniss Everdeen. She's 16. It's just her, her little sister, and her mom. You know, her dad died a long time ago, and she's kind of taking care of the family. Katniss seems to have a very motherly role with her sister. Yeah. Mom, I guess, sort of mentally checked out after dad died, and Katniss stepped up to help take care of her little sister. Kind of one of the opening scenes is Katniss consoling her little sister who just woke up from a nightmare because mm-hmm. she's terrified that her name's going to be picked. And Katniss is like, Prim, statistically speaking, your name there's no way that your name can be picked because you- this is your very first year putting your name in there. So your name is in there once and that's it. Like Katniss's name is in there like 12 times. Yeah. She has put it in there multiple times to get food. Yeah. As we said, they're very poor, and one of the ways Katniss helps provide for her family is that she sneaks beyond, like, the gate of their district between the districts. Mm -hmm. 
and she hunts. She has like a bow and arrow that she hides out there and she hunts squirrels and rabbits and birds. Yeah. And this is where we meet Gail. Gail is Katniss's only friend. Well, I was going to say, if you were to hear the name Gail, what comes to mind? A 75-year-old woman who crochets. Yes, that's exactly what I see. Listen, okay, when we say Gail, please, I need you to remove Grandma Gail (laughs) and her crochet basket and her cats from your mind. No doilies, none of that. And you need to replace it with a shirtless Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, who's just like glistening from running and hunting food for his family. Yes, girl. He's getting that food. He's getting that bread out there. He's hunting for bread. <laughs> in, in this society, he's literally getting bread because that's all they can afford. He's out there. He's hunting for carbs, girl. He's out there hunting <sighs> for that bread. You know what I mean? And he brings it to you and he's shirtless. He's just like, here, here's your bread. And you're like, thank you. And then he feeds it to you. He just like breaks off pieces of that sourdough. And he's like, here you go. He was like holding it against his chest and the bread is still warm. <laughs> yeah. Katniss is out there trying to hunt and Gail just completely like carb blocks her. Yeah. Um, well, actually, she's hunting for deer. So he like protein blocks her. He scares the deer off on purpose. And she's mm-hmm. like, Gail, why did you do that? And he's like, what are you going to do with a hundred pound deer you're not going to be able to sell it because the peacekeepers are here they're in town the peacekeepers are the police of yeah. the capital and so he's like i'm doing you a favor because you kill that deer you're you're gonna get in trouble you there's no way you can hide it she's like don't you sell to peacekeepers too he's like uh i sell to our local peacekeepers you know the cops we know i don't right. sell to the feds yeah 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 because the reaping is here the reaping mm-hmm. is the day of the, what do you call it? The death raffle? Death, death raffle, yeah. It's the death raffle day. You know, I'm so torn when I hear that because when I hear death, I'm like, oh, no. And then I hear raffle and I'm like, ooh. Like, <laughs> like, I just get excited when I hear raffle. I'm like, ooh, what are we winning? It's like <laughs> Death. You're winning death. <laughs> Hence the name. It's exactly what it sounds like. Totally. So today's the day of the reaping. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody has to go, whether you're being, whether your name is being in there or you're just a random person, even if you are a 75 year old grandma with no kids or grandkids, you still have to go to witness the reaping because patriotic. Well, if Um, they do, they make a big event out of it. And by they, I mean the Capitol. So the Capitol forces each district to meet in their individual town squares mm -hmm. and they're broadcasting live. Um, the death raffle to the entire country. Yeah, they're broadcasting it live, and it's mandatory viewing. Mm-hmm. So everyone is all in very muted colors. Like Katniss's mom put her in a pretty blue dress. Yeah, she braided her hair nice. Prim is in a pretty dress with her little pigtails. They're dressed like poor people dress, according to Hollywood, which is very monochrome. Mm-hmm. And kind of like dusty blues and grays. Yeah. I'm like, Which, is this? <laughs> well, and then you have Effie Trinket. She's like the the Capitals ambassador to District 12. She's the one who hosts the reaping. And she looks 
very flamboyant. She has a big wig on or something. She looks kind of like if the Founding Fathers had sex with a clown. Mm, hybrid. But then had that baby in a costume shop. <laughs> Like, six days after Halloween, so only all of the shitty costumes are still there. Effie Trinket is completely oblivious to the vibes of the town because she's coming up with so much happiness and excitement. Like, oh my gosh, it's this big event, and I'm going to go present at this big event. And everyone in the town is so somber because they know what this is Mm -hmm. really about. They're about to send two of their kids to die. Yeah, and, sh- like, bitch, this isn't the Grammys, all right? Like, you were not a keynote speaker. That's literally the vibes. It's that it's some sort of grand, you know, like, we're about to call out the names of who wins. Well, she even calls them, like, I think she calls them, like, you know the winner is? Oh, yeah. The winner is. Effie is, you know, she's she's ready to call out the names. So Effie goes to the bingo ball holder thing. Um, and pulls out a girl's name Mm -hmm. and she walks over to the mic and she's like, Primrose Everdeen. Oh, she says it so excitedly. Dude, you could hear a pin drop, a pin drop. And then it pans to Prim's face. Who's just like horrified. And she like zombie walks because like the guards will take you. If you don't go, the guards will take you. Yeah. Yeah. Katniss is in total shock that her little sister's name was called, mm-hmm. and it takes her a couple seconds to kind of snap to and be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. my sister, my sister's name just got pulled. I need to do something. Yeah. Um, and so she just kind of like goes to the middle, like the middle walkway between the boys section and the girls section. She goes and she just starts walking and screaming bloody murder for Prim. I don't think she has a plan for what to do. She just, she's so horrified. She's trying to stop it. Her plan is like, no, not my baby sister. Um, And the peacekeepers stop her and like hold her back. And yeah, and that's when she screams the iconic line, I volunteer, I volunteer as tribute. She Mm -hmm. screams it. She volunteers and Effie is so excited. Uh, She's like, oh my God, District Chove's first ever volunteer. Bitch, I wonder why. District 12 is one of the poorest districts. So it's like, if you're picked, you're gonna basically going to die. Like, you have no chance. Yeah. No one volunteers. No one volunteers. They volunteer in other districts, like one and two. Right. They have volunteers almost every year. Like, they get together in the town hall and discuss, like, okay, who's ready for the Hunger Games? Right. Who's the strongest? Yeah. Yeah. So the ambassador lady... Um, asks like everyone to to clap like let's hear a round of applause nobody claps in district 12 Mm-mm. they do this salute where they take their fingers and they like kiss their lips and then hold it up in the air it's a sign of solidarity and that's what everyone in the town square does for Katniss instead of clapping it's a clear line in the sand about where the dist- where the residents of district 12 stand yeah, they're like, we're not buying into this BS that this is some amazing patriotic thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is awful. And I think at this point, Effie can see that things are sort of, things are not as festive as they should be right now. So she moves on to the, to the male tribute. And 
The name she calls is Peta Malark. And Peta, he is the baker's son, which automatically puts him um, above um, Hunky Gale for me because Peta literally <laughs> bakes the bread. <laughs> the bread that Gale was keeping warm against his beefed up chest. Yeah. Peta's the one baking it, so... Peta probably smells like bread and cake all the time, you know? It's kind of funny how these people are so starving that they're naming their kids after food, you know? <laughs> it's like, what do you want to call him? You know what I would really love? I'd really love some hummus and pita chips right now. <laughs> let's, name, let's name him Peta. <laughs> what, what's your little brother's name? Hoagie? Our sister Meatball, our cousin Corndog. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's our dog, Dido Nuggets. <laughs> Oh, God, these poor people. Yeah, so PETA is the boy tribute. So every district needs a boy and a girl, and now they have it. Yeah, and this is sort of significant for Katniss because there was a point not too long ago where Katniss and her family were literally, like, on the verge of starvation for real. Yeah. And she has this very clear memory of PETA where she's outside the back of his house the bakery where he lives, they had some burnt bread that Peta was supposed to go feed to the animals. And instead of giving it to the animals, he sees Katniss in the pouring down rain, just like keeled over and he tosses her the bread. Yeah, there is kind of that struggle there of like, he saved my life. Now I have to kill him because there can only be one yeah. victor. And it doesn't matter if they come from the same district in the Hunger mm -hmm. Games, they're enemies. Mm hmm. At this point, they take the to the boy and the girl tribute. They take them to rooms, and their families are given three minutes to say goodbye to them. The little sister, Prim, she comes in, and she's obviously crying. She's mm -hmm. distraught, and she makes Katniss promise that she's going to try. Like yeah. She's like, promise me you're going to fight, and you're going to try to win. Because it's a very desolate situation, and Prim's like, no, like I know a lot of tributes from district 12 they go there just kind of ready to die and right. you can't walk in there ready to die you have to come back to us and then katniss you know assures prim that she'll try prim and mom are ushered out of the room and then gail comes barging in he comes in unfortunately wearing a shirt it was a big bummer it's like come on gail yeah. she's about to go off to war like can you mm -hmm. give her a little give her a little something something right <laughs> And he comes in and he gives her this pep talk and he's like, listen, he's like, you are not helpless. You know, like you need to tell, you need to show them what you can do so they can give you the resources to fight your best fight. Yeah. He tells her, look, you know how to use a bow and arrow and all these people care about the capital and the game maker, the people who orchestrate the Hunger Games. All they care about is entertainment. Yeah. And if they know that you can use a bow and arrow, they will make sure that they put a bow and arrow in the arena. Yeah, this is a reality TV show for them. Give them a show and they'll give you, they'll keep you alive longer if you're putting on a good show. If you're boring, you're going to die. And am I the only one that was a little disappointed that he didn't give her a goodbye kiss? Because you can tell that Gail sort of... He he might be catching a little bit of feelings for Katniss, or he might have caught them a while ago. There's just, there's just no chemistry there. <laughs> there's just no chemistry there. 
You know what I just thought of? Hmm. So Liam Hemsworth, who obviously he plays Gale, mm-hmm. I was just thinking that like the energy that he has, it's like the hot guy who always gets left behind and doesn't understand why because he's hot. Like that's yeah. his vibe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why didn't she pick me? I'm fucking hot. You know, it's like because you have the personality of a cardboard box. Like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so plain. Yeah, his his personality is not a, a whole lot. Gail basically has hunger and rage, and that's about it. Yeah. Katniss and Peeta are put on a train mm-hmm. to head to the Capitol. And this train ride is kind of a taste of life on the Capitol because mm-hmm. there's a lot of excess, a lot of um, there's so much food. There's so much kind of luxury. luxury. Yeah. And you could tell that Peeta and Katniss are kind of sick to their stomach. Like, they don't even mm-hmm. eat. For two people that must be starving, they just kind of look at all the food kind of disgusted. Yeah, and, like, they're uncomfortable. They're being—there's just trays and trays and trays of food, and you know that 90% of that is going to get thrown away. It's so awful. Like, can you imagine? They're, they're leaving their families, knowing mm-hmm. that their families are starving behind them, mm-hmm. and they're sitting in a train that's packed with food it's so unfair well and i think it kind of lends to what they already knew but this is them seeing it firsthand they're seeing how much money the capital has and is spending on killing its people in the hunger games when literally there are districts full of people who are starving to death every single day you would see this movie and you would think this would never happen in real life but the funny thing is that it has happened in real life mm-hmm. because when you look at you know ancient rome they did exactly this they would have these big fights to the death they would they would make their prisoners fight to the death and they would invite the public and you know those games were free those yeah. gladiator games they were free and they would throw bread to the people who were starving and it was the government's way of making the people feel, one, entertained, two, kind of bringing them together because they would be like a hero and a bad guy. It was yeah. all theater and manipulation to make people forget that they were being oppressed. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think anybody that in District 12 feels like they're not being oppressed, but it's a it's a power move, you know. I can make you dance, puppet. Right. And on this train, they meet their mentor, and each district has mentors, and mentors are members of that district who have previously won the Hunger Games. Yeah. So, you know, other districts have multiple Mm -hmm. mentors, like many, many people who have won the Hunger Games. District Mm -hmm. 12 has one guy who has won it and is still alive, and his name is Hamich. Yeah, his name is Haymitch, and Haymitch is um, a jaded drunk. What's the opposite of recovering alcoholic? Because he's like the opposite of that. Yeah, he he has no plans for recovery. He is um, no a landsliding alcoholic. Um, he knows what he is, and he's 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 comfortable with that, you know. And when Katniss and Peta come to him for advice he has no advice for them he has no interest in talking to them his only advice is stay alive yeah don't die they try to talk to him a few times Katniss and Peta do um Peta's very hopeful he's like you know give us advice you know tell us the wisdom of your ways and Hamish is like oh my fucking god Hamish has 
obviously is the only mentor, right? So mm-hmm. every time there's a Hunger Games, which is every year, he has to see these young kids come on this train yeah. and take the train to their death. Yeah. Because ever since he won the Hunger Games, however many years ago, maybe like 30 years mm-hmm. ago, 40 years ago, ever since he won the Hunger Games, there hasn't been a single person from his district that has yeah. won the Hunger Games again. So every pair of children that he has met on that train has gone off to die. And I think yeah. at a certain point, he needs to protect himself and not get attached. Like, he's just like, I'm sorry, you're going to die. Yeah, he... um he knows he's essentially delivering these two teenagers to a very brutal and publicized death. Katniss gets very testy with Hamish, and that's mm-hmm. when Hamish finally responds. He's got, he's trying to get under Katniss' skin because he's like, "Okay, you uh-huh. want to know how to, you want me to help you to stay alive? You need sponsors. To have sponsors, you need to be likable. And guess what, honey? You're not likable." Yeah, and Katniss is like, "Yeah, that's fair. I'm fucked." <laughs> So sponsors are basically rich people who send supplies to the tributes when they're on the field. And it's very, very expensive to send supplies to the field. Yeah. And the people of their district, you know, Katniss's mom can't afford to send her anything, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's it's all they are at the mercy of the residents of the capital who are watching them fight to the death for enjoyment. Yeah, and the residents of the capital have no stake in this. They'll only help you if they like you. Yeah, Um, and Katniss knows she's sort of fucked um, because she's not a likable person. Yeah. Um, Katniss is like, PETA, you have a chance. Like, people like, you know, like, you're likable. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, you can hunt. And she's like, "Um, you can throw 100-pound bags of flour, you know? So, like, yeah. It's it's like they're going back and forth aggressively but they're complimenting each other you know it's like yeah well your eyelashes are really long pita it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. well your hair is really shiny katniss <laughs> they're just kind yeah of... it's like you have nice abs pita <laughs> it was an interesting kind of note to understand that pita is not just over here making cookies mm-hmm. he is handling 100 pound sacks of flour like he's he's kind of in good shape yeah like he does crossfit every day yes crossfit the spectacle that the hugger games is each district and each tribute is assigned a stylist to essentially make the production of flaunting these teenage sacrifices pretty and aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, And so Cinna is Katniss's stylist. And Cinna takes a very strong liking to Katniss Mm -hmm. because he just thinks, he says, you know, you're very brave because you volunteered, you know, and Mm -hmm. and that's amazing. He wants to do something special for her because the rule is that... The stylist is supposed to design something representing the district, and they're the coal mining district. So it's like you dress them up as a clump of coal. Well, like normally they're wearing like overalls with like dirt on their face. You know, they like rub coal on their face so they look like a stereotypical coal miner. You know, it's very – it's normally very literal. Mm -hmm. Senna does not take that approach. He gets together with PETA's stylist and – they create these elaborate black leather like dresses, dress for Katniss, like a suit for Peta. Yeah. That has fire coming off of their backs 
as they're standing on a Roman style horse drawn chariot in yeah. a parade. Yeah, and he assures them it's not real fire, it's not going to hurt you, but mm-hmm. you know, it makes an incredible impression. So essentially what happens is there's this twisted red carpet event mm-hmm. and the tributes are going to be paraded around and they're being pulled around this arena that's just for just introducing Yeah, they're essentially showing them the goods, you know, the members of the capital so they know who's the prettiest to bet on. Yeah, this is the public's kind of first real introduction to mm-hmm. the tributes. And so, you know, the the plant worker district, you know, they're mm-hmm. dressed like plant workers. And then the fisher, the fisherman district comes through and they're dressed like fishermen. And it's all yeah. very cute. And then comes Katniss and Peeta. The boy and girl on fire. Yeah, they're in this sleek black outfit, shiny with flames spewing out of them. And everyone is just shocked and transfixed it is it's it's a bold it's a bold statement um mm-hmm. and i think this is the very first hint that district 12 might have a chance at sponsors this year also Peta holds katniss's hand which she kind of tries to push him off and he's like stop they'll like it and they hold hands and they hold their hands up yeah together. like as a united front yeah, which is kind of goes against what the capital wants because the whole idea is that even though you're mm-hmm. from the same district, only one of you can survive. There can only be one. Um, and they're presenting themselves as a united front, and it's one of those things where it's like, but you guys might have to kill each other, you know? Like, yeah. that's... What? It's for later. It's for later. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll kill each other later. <laughs> In addition to parading them around... They're training, and it's also a way for the game makers, the people who are controlling the Hunger Games and making the arena and stuff, it's a way for them to sort of scope out the talent and the abilities of each of the tributes. They're all training, and Haymitch tells them, do not reveal what you can do. Don't show them how strong you are, how fast you are. Don't show them how skilled you are with a bow and arrow. You know, essentially kind of save that for later. They're training in the same room as their competition. They're training in the same room as all the other candidates, all the other tributes. Mm-hmm. Remember districts one and two, they are the career tributes. They've been training their whole lives. So these kids are flinging knives at targets and hitting yes. the middle every time. Like they are badass. And here is like PETA and Katniss just kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you have the, you know, the... Tributes from District 1, double-fisting swords, decapitating dummies. Oh, my God. That's so true. PETA, as we said before, he worked in a bakery. Mm -hmm. And Katniss sees him using paint and, like, berries and stuff to paint his hand to literally exactly match the bark on a tree. Listen, he's he's an artist, you know? PETA's not just a baker, He's an artiste. He's an artiste. And you know what makes it even better is that he used to paint, he used to decorate cakes. So, like, he comes with carbs and color, and I love it. Ah, just Peta, a man after my heart, you know? Uh huh. But yeah, so he's actually, he reveals that he's really extremely good at camouflage because of his. Um, cake decorating skills, which I'm a, a part of me is like, yeah, that makes sense. And another part of me is like, but that's not the same thing. But okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bite. 
moving on. <laughs> and there's this a tribute from District 11. Mm-hmm. Her name is Rue, and she's 12. She's as young as they can get in the Hunger Games. I know. She's so little, and you can physically see how small she is compared to everyone else, and it's mm-hmm. so heartbreaking that this little girl is going out there. She seems to kind of take a liking to Katniss. You know, Peta's like, hey, I think you got a shadow. And you can just tell Katniss sort of sees Prim in this in this little girl, you know? Yeah. Like, that could yeah. have been her sister. Yeah, it's so true because... Rue, the little 12-year-old girl, she didn't have anyone who volunteered in her place, mm-hmm. whereas Katniss's sister did. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. There, there would have been two 12-year-old girls. It would have been a whole different Hunger Games because there would have been petty fighting, just Could you nagging. imagine if they only put 11 to 13-year-olds in there? It would be It would be so entertaining for a different way. The puberty, the hormones... The cattiness, that's puberty is why they have to, that's why middle school exists. They had to remove them from gen pop. Yeah, separate them. Anyways, all of this training is to one, help the tributes get ready for a more entertaining game. And then two, they, all of the tributes have to attend an evaluation where the game makers essentially watch them show off their skills. Mm -hmm. um, And then they give them a score which is essentially making, it's like odds during betting on horses. So they give them a score so the sponsors know who's scoring the best so they can place their bets accordingly. The evaluations are done kind of in order. Everything's kind of done in order. So Katniss and Peta end up being last every time because they're District 12. Yeah. So on the day of the evaluations, you know, districts one through 11 go. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Katniss walks up to the game makers or the judges, those guys are bored out of their minds. None of them are paying attention. They're all up out of their seats talking and bullshitting with each other. Yeah. So they watch her. The first shot she takes with the bow and arrow, they watch it and she misses. Yeah. Because this is a different bow than she's used to. She didn't touch a bow at all during her training to not give it away to the other contestants yeah so this is a very new and expensive bow and she's not used to you know using it she shakes it off and then she makes a perfect shot to the bullseye the second time the second time and she looks up and not a single game maker is looking at her they completely dismissed her because she missed the first shot and they're Uh just laughing and talking not paying attention Yeah, and so she gets really mad. She takes an arrow, and she looks up at them, and they have a whole, like, roasted pig with an apple in its mouth. Mm -hmm. And she takes aim, and she shoots the apple right out of of the pig's mouth. Yep, and pins it to the wall. (laughs) Pins it to the wall. And that got their attention, because she shot an arrow at them. Yeah, she shot... (laughs) She shot an arrow right through the room of people. Yeah. And didn't miss. And uh, right when she does that, she they all stop and they look at the arrow and then they look at her and it's they're shocked. Uh-huh. And she bows and she says, thank you for your consideration and walks yeah. out. <laughs> like she dropped the mic there. All right. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. mad respect. The audacity. I love it. How to the. Yeah. Do you know how scared I would have been? Because I'm so scared oh to God. get in trouble. I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you need me to clean that up? Do you? I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, 
can I, can I, I can get you a new pig, a new apple. What do you want? <laughs> Anyways. And so Katniss leaves the room and they're all together again. PETA, Katniss, and Effie is there, the ambassador for District 12. And she's like, what on earth were you thinking? Yeah. You know, she is just ringing Katniss and then Haymitch comes in like, hey, girl, hey, heard about your little stunt. Congratulations for growing a backbone, girl. Haymitch is ex- I, the fire kind of turns on in Haymitch because he realizes like, wow, this girl, she's got all the audacity of a mediocre white man. Like, I can work with this. I love that for her. I can work with this. I think that he sees he sees potential. And yeah. Katniss and Peta, like he's like, hmm, maybe they won't die immediately, you know? Yeah. The scores come out for the evaluation, and the the career district guys they mm-hmm. are scoring. I don't. They don't really say what it's out of, but they're scoring no. like eight, nine, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that must be like a really high score because these are yeah. career career tributes. Yeah, they literally trained their whole life for this, right? And, of course, District 12 is last on the presentation of the scores. And I think Peter got, what, an 8? A 9? I think he got an 8. Yeah. And then Katniss got an 11. An 11, Which honey. is really good. That's like 105%. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's the front runner at this point. Yeah. And um, it pans to a scene of President Snow, the leader of Pan Am, he has the head game maker brought to him and he's like the girl from 12 got an 11 yeah and the game maker is like she earned it and the president says she shot an arrow at your head he's like well actually she shot an arrow at an apple (laughs) and the guy's like near your head (laughs) president snow he had said do you know why we have the games at all Mm -hmm. he's like we do it to give them hope Because every parent who sends their child to the Hunger Games has hope that they'll come back. Yeah. He's like, a little bit of hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. And you better make sure that we don't give people too much hope by letting this underdog get too ahead. Yeah, President Snow sees a problem in Katniss because Mm -hmm. he sees that she's already disrupting the status quo because she volunteered in a district where no one volunteers. Mm-hmm. Her district gave her this salute that was very, like, united. Mm-hmm. She came through with PETA, on, you know, holding hands on their presentation night. Uh-huh. And then she had the audacity to shoot an arrow at the judges. And so it's just thing after thing just kind of showing that she's trouble. And President Snow, he is very smart, and he could see that she could spark a rebellion— he doesn't want the game maker to allow her to be a martyr. Right. He's like, do not let this girl manipulate you. And you tell the game maker's falling for it. You know, the game maker's like, oh, yeah, she's the underdog. Everybody loves the underdog. And President Snow's like, I don't. Yeah. Well, that's that's true because the game maker, he is kind of an entertainer himself. Like, mm-hmm. he just wants to put on a good show. And so he's excited that we have this underdog from one of the underdog districts. Yeah. And she has 
this unexpected high score because it's usually the Hunger Games are usually very predictable. You know, the career tributes that have trained in, in District 1 and 2, those guys are usually the ones that win. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys from the other, the people from the other districts usually die right away. So there aren't very many surprises. And I think I think this game maker is like, ooh, a little bit of spice, like Katniss. Ooh, some razzle-dazzle. Some pepper and salt. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's super excited and the president's like, reel it in. Settle down. Yeah. You know, the next day after the scores are read, Katniss comes downstairs for breakfast and she's like, where's PETA? And everyone gets really quiet. Yeah. Awkward. Uh-huh. And um, Hamish is like, um, sh- he requested to be trained and coached alone going forward. It's just kind of this harsh reminder that her and Peta are not a team. And, you know, Hamish is like, hey, you know, it's it's normal for this part. Yeah. You know, like the games start in just like a day. You know, we um, you guys need to stop being friends because <laughs> you're probably going to have to put an arrow in his back. All right. Yeah. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> um, And the day before the games start. They have one-on-one interviews. This is another twisted reality show moment. Mm -hmm. These public interviews, very much late-night talk show vibes. Mm -hmm. And the tributes are going on dressed, you know, like they're going to the Grammys. They're dressed like in gowns and suits and looking amazing. The winners of the death raffle, who are getting ready (laughs) to enter the death dome, are now being interviewed to talk about their feelings and it's being publicly broadcasted. But they don't want to hear about their feelings. They want them to be charming. They want mm-hmm. them to be entertaining because the goal is get people to like you, get people to yeah. root for you. Yeah, when District 12 comes up, she mm-hmm. goes before PETA, Katniss does. Mm-hmm. And she, you could tell she's so nervous. She's oh so my awkward. Gosh. It's painful. Yeah. She's dazed, dazed and shy. The host, his name's Caesar, he's he's trying to, you know, you can tell that he wants to help the tributes shine. Yeah, he wants to help them shine, which, you know, good for you, bro. She does not do well in the interview. Like I'm I'm trying to find good parts for her, but she she's so awkward and nervous and I think she comes across like the underdog that she is, which mm-hmm. is what is kind of appealing about her to the public that's yeah. watching her. Um, PETA, on the other hand, mm-hmm. he came to this interview prepared and ready, and he's ready to throw down. PETA is really charming. Like, he's naturally he charming. And it's such a contrast to to Katniss Mm -hmm. so when Peter comes out he's kind of making jokes and just he's laughing back and forth with the host it's all fun and games until Caesar asks Peter is is there a girl rooting for you back home yeah and Peter's like no but there is this girl I've had a crush on for a while Mm. and uh, Caesar's like well you have to win and you have to go back home to her yeah. And PETA gets really quiet and he's like, well, that's going to be a problem because um, she came here with me. She came here with me. It's Katniss. Katniss is backstage watching this interview and she is pissed off. 
it, Caesar goes, well, that's just bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. He's, he's like, well, this turn. Because P- the host, Caesar, his whole thing is to keep the vibes up. And then Peta just brought the vibes down with like, oh, yeah, the one girl I had a crush on, like, I'm going to have to kill her because she's yeah. going to be in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, that was a downer. But also, like, Peta's painted a story for us, you know? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me wonder, and we know this from the book, but it kind of it kind of makes me wonder what strategies are Peta and Hamish coming up with behind closed doors because it's uh-huh. it, this seemed too well planned. Well, Hamish knew about it, you know. Like Hamish was not shocked when Peta's interview is over. Katniss literally just rams her forearm into his throat and pins him against the wall, and she's like, "What the fuck was that bullshit you just pulled out there?" Hamish steps in and he's like, Katniss, he did you a favor. Yeah. He's like, I could spend star-crossed lovers. Listen, PETA is out here branding you, okay? He's branding you as this unrequited, you know, crush. He's branding you as desirable. He's spinning a narrative that is feeding the people who just want entertainment. And yeah. Those people can keep you alive. So he's doing you a favor. Yeah. He's like, you, sweetheart. And he calls her sweetheart all the time just to be a condescending prick. He's like, you, sweetheart, are extremely unlikable. All right. You're rude. You're abrasive. Like, you by yourself, no one likes you. He's like, PETA, on the other hand, has all of the charisma Mm -hmm. of somebody with 12 years of media training. Hell yeah. He just went out there and turned you from the weird, awkward girl from District 12 into the love of his life. Right. That's going to end tragically. He made you guys Romeo and Juliet. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, cool. So I I think she realizes like, okay, this is all a game. Like we're all playing this game. Uh-huh. Um, so she kind of cools off. It's the morning of the games. Yes. It's the day the games start. The, they separate all the tributes into like their own little room. And there's like a tube yeah. like that they use at the bank. But it's for people. Yeah, instead of money. <laughs> yeah. It's going it's gonna to shoot them up onto a platform mm-hmm. where the game, in, in the world of the game... Mm-hmm. Hamish takes this opportunity to kind of go over a very quick strategy with Katniss. He explains to her that when she goes up there, all the all the tributes, all 24 tributes are going to be on platforms surrounding this thing called a cornucopia. Mm-hmm. And the cornucopia is going to be full of supplies. Yes. Um, and like the farther away from the cornucopia the supplies are, like the least useful they are. You know, all the really good supplies are like at the very back of like the cornucopia. Yeah. But like things that aren't as useful are on the fringes. Obviously, the instinct is go get some supplies. Mm-hmm. But Hamish tells her, Katniss, do not go for the supplies. Mm-hmm. It is a bloodbath. All these kids are going to be killing each other. You need to get as far away from there as possible. Like, he Mm -hmm. even says, you will see a bow there. Don't go for it. It's a trap. Get out of there. She, uh, you know, Hamish leaves uh, to go talk to, I'm assuming, Peta to give him a pep talk. And so she gets into the tube 
and at 10 seconds left, it raises them up into the arena. Mm-hmm. And Peta is like five people down from her, and they make eye contact. Yeah. She sees exactly what Hamish told her she would see. You know, they come up on this clearing. There's the cornucopia. All the supplies are all around. All the tributes are surrounding mm-hmm. it. She sees a bow and arrow, and she and then she looks over at Peta, and he shakes his head like, Katniss, don't do it. Don't go after Mm-mm. it. Yeah, like, he's like, damn, bitch. Like, didn't you just get a talk? <laughs> did, did he, didn't you get the same talk I got? Because I got a talk that said, what, what, what did Hamish tell you? Because he told me no. <laughs> he's, he told me to run. Girl, that, that buzzer goes off. Peta is out of there. Gone. He runs in the opposite direction of the cornucopia, just like Hamish mm-hmm. told them. But Katniss has other plans. <laughs> she she starts to run away, and then she sees a backpack that's like on the fringe, yeah. changes direction, grabs the backpack, and almost gets shanked. By a flying shank material. <laughs> By like a flying dagger. Um, but cool, now she has a dagger, you know? Yes. So she makes a run for it. And and just like Hamish said, all around her, these kids are getting slaughtered. Like, at yes. least a dozen of them are just getting killed right in the middle of that clearing. The first eight hours, 13 are dead. And to instill more fear in these literal fucking children yeah. who are fighting to the death, every single time a tribute dies... A cannon goes off. I know. And so Katniss is running into the woods to try to get as far as she can. And Mm -hmm. all you hear is boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's over and over again. I got chills. I got chills. Like I know. The the cannon has conditioned me to be like, ah, death. So Katniss runs into the woods and it's Mm -hmm. just all the things I hate, Courtney. It's like it's it's running. It's the woods. It's outside. It's the woods yeah. being outside. <laughs> I know. Like I I would ten out of ten die. Ten out of ten, I would die. Probably not exactly at the cornucopia, but like soon after, like day one, I'm out. Do you know what just occurred to me? What if you just laid there and pretended you were dead? Until everyone, because everyone's, all these kids are killing each other in a frenzy. If they just mm-hmm. see some, someone lying on the ground, they're going to assume you're dead. So just like immediately, the you know, the game start and you just fling yourself to the ground like dead. And then you're like sneakily taking mm-hmm. supplies. That's not a bad idea. You know what I mean? I mean, they would know that you weren't dead that night because every night they, they, they project the yeah, the people who've died, they project their picture onto the sky, so you can see it. True, but no, like that—that that would work. Like immediately, mm-hmm. that would work because you could just pretend like you're dead, and then you're just like, "Joop, yeah, joop," just taking shit and shoving it in your pockets, and then <laughs> when they walk away, you can just get up and run. You know? Yeah. Well, like you said, they do—they mm-hmm. project onto the sky the faces of all the tributes that died. Mm-hmm. So when um. When Katniss finally gets somewhere relatively safe and away from the others, she starts going through her bag and she has an empty flask. She has rope. She has copper wire, a knife. Well, she has the knife that someone tried to kill her with. Yeah. So she has a little a little uh, arts and crafts supplies, you know, like what the fuck is she supposed to yeah. do with this? <laughs> She's going to make a necklace. I mean, <laughs> Katniss, you know, it's starting to get kind of dark. And so she climbs a tree and she ties her body into the tree. 
Mm-hmm. She she hears well, she sees a fire, and she just kind of rolls her eyes like fucking dumbasses making a fire at night. Like, do you want to die? Because that's how you fucking die. And that's exactly what happens. So it the mm-hmm. fire that Katniss sees is another tribute who was just trying to stay warm and mm-hmm. survival skills. Like, hey, let's let's put on, let's do a fire so I can stay warm. And all the fire does is attract the. The career tributes, because by yeah. the way, the career tributes, they're a little pack. So mm-hmm. the way they do it is they immediately team up so that they can kill everybody else before turning on each other. Uh-huh. Um, and the careers find this girl in her fire, murder her, and then they walk past Katniss's tree. They don't see her, but Peta's with them. Yeah. There has been apparently a little alliance that happened there because Peta is is with them. And you could overhear Peta saying, yeah, she went this way. Like that was her snare we just passed. I guarantee like she's like she's I can guarantee you she went this way. Yeah. So they're using him. I, I'm assuming what happened was was that he was caught and he's like, I can help you find Katniss. Right. And they want the careers want to kill Katniss because she's kind of their Mm -hmm. biggest competition. She got the highest score. Mm -hmm. So if she's gone, then the sponsors are going to be forced to sponsor them. After the careers and PETA sort of go on their way towards where they think she is, Katniss is like, okay, I'm out of here. And so she leaves and she is at like the very edges of the arena. Yeah. And it shows the game makers and they're like, oh, like she's pretty far away from everybody else. So they set a wildfire to herd her right towards other people. Yeah, because obviously Katniss can't see the boundaries of mm-hmm. of the Hunger Games of the map, but the gamekeepers can see them. They have trackers on all these kids. They can see exactly yeah. where they are. And if the kids get too far from each other, they will orchestrate ways to push them closer uh-huh. together. And that's what they do. They start a forest fire that basically wakes Katniss up from the dead of sleep uh-huh. on her little tree and forces yeah. forces her to run for her life. Yeah, um, and which she does. Um, but there's like a tree that shoots fireballs. <laughs> yeah, there's a like there's a tree that shoots fireballs. I didn't and see that. It catches one of them catches her in the leg. Yeah. Um, and so she has a pretty bad burn on her leg, and then she runs into the careers, and um, she's like in the river, and they're like, there she is, and so she kind of has a head start on them because they have to cross like the river to get to yeah. her. And so she's halfway up a tree by the time they catch up with her. The biggest dude of them all, who's probably the one that's going to, who's probably slated to win, uh-huh. his name is Cato, and he's from District 1. He starts climbing the tree to try to get to Katniss, but Katniss is way up there. She climbed it super uh-huh. high, and he's just not that good at climbing. He falls. Yeah, his bulky ass breaks the branches. Yeah. So then the girl from District 1, Glimmer... She tries to, but Katniss is just too far up there. And Peta's like, you know what? She has to come down at some point. Let's just wait her out. Right. They all, you know, these career tributes and Peta, mm-hmm. the traitor, they all sleep at yeah. the bottom of the tree. Um, I think Katniss knows deep down that Peta didn't really betray her because Peta mm-hmm. and Hamish were meeting secretly and they have a strategy. 
but Haymitch um, was actually able, he sees, because there's, there's cameras all over the arena, you yeah. know? Oh, they're in the trees. They're everywhere. Yeah. And he sees the pain on her face from this burn, and it kind of spurs him into action. And he gets them a sponsor to send her burn cream. Yeah, burn cream. So we see for the first time how the sponsors deliver supplies, and they come in like these little like parachutes. Like a metal barrel on the bottom and it has like a beep beep yeah like a beacon i know wouldn't it be funny if they just sent her like a gift card to cvs just like here girl (laughs) go buy yourself some neurosporin (laughs) they just sent her um a note that just says thoughts and prayers (laughs) yes here we are just sending you thoughts and prayers it's the american way could you imagine if that's actually how people sent thoughts and prayers (laughs) in like little parachutes like your dad dies and like you just have all these parachutes that say thoughts and prayers just like covering you and you can't get out well they're like they're kind of like obnoxious little things because they're like these little metal barrels and then they're beeping so that you can see them like shut the fuck up (laughs) thoughts and prayers like is this is this a plot hole like won't people see like the parachutes that she's just leaving in the tree like you know like oh someone's been here right yeah or imagine imagine if she was trying to hide and then the parachute's like beep Like she's right here. Yeah. Um, Katniss gets, uh, she gets a special ointment and uh, she mm -hmm. puts it on her burn and it really helps. Mm -hmm. She was in pain. Yeah. But she sleeps in the tree again. And then she wakes up in the morning because someone's like, Mm -hmm. some, you know, somebody is trying to get her attention. She wakes up and she sees Rue, the little 12 year old girl from District 11. Yeah. She sees her standing in a tree like it's nothing. And for Rue, it's not. So Rue has stayed alive. It's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a couple. I mean, we're like on day three now and Rue is alive. Yeah. Rue has probably just been jumping from tree to tree like a little spider monkey. She's small. She's light. She just stays out of reach. Yeah, Rue points. She, she gestures to a huge wasp nest. It's not just normal wasp nest. They're what they call tracker jackers. Mm -hmm. They are like genetically engineered wasp Mm -hmm. that each sting is like the sting of 40 wasp. Yeah, they cause hallucinations. They can cause you Mm -hmm. to die if you get too many. Yeah. And so so Rue is like, hey, you see those guys sleeping down there? Wouldn't it be awesome if this giant wasp nest falls on them? Yeah. She's like, you, like, nest... Sleeping people. <laughs> Nest, sleeping people. Got it? Yeah, thumbs up. Dude, so Katniss has a knife, and she's trying to saw through this thick-ass branch, dude. Did you see that yeah. branch? It's about as big as round as, like, a can. Like, a can of green beans. And so she's using this, like, throwing dagger. with like It has, like, a saw blade on it on one edge. And so she's sitting there sawing. Right. This and first of all, this bitch just woke up. All right, so she's tired, she's injured, yeah. she hasn't eaten, and so she's sawing through this branch, um, and she gets stung. She gets stung like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not doing well, but she keeps going. Finally, the nest falls and mm-hmm. lands on the tr- the career tributes down there. They all scatter. One of the girls is not so lucky. <laughs> PETA wasn't there when it fell. Oh, he had gone already? He was, he, no, he was off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the four sleeping tributes, it falls on them. 
and three of them get away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girl from District 1 is not so lucky because she just gets swarmed with them. Conveniently, this is the same girl who had the bow and arrow that Katniss wants. Uh-huh. So Katniss comes down from the tree in a daze because she's already experiencing hallucinations. Well, she also fell like the last 10 feet out of a tree. So Katniss is trying to hang on to reality, even though she's starting to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. And she has enough presence of mind to grab that bow and arrow from that poor, swollen girl that just got stung by like 300 wasps. <laughs> yeah, but she does. She prized that from her cold, dead fingers. Thank you. I'm just going to... Hey, hey, I'm sorry. It, it looks like you're not using this bow and arrow anymore. I'm just going to... If you don't mind. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm just going to scooch on past you. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. So Katniss is like stumbling around because she got stung by tracker jackets. And then PETA, well, actually, in Katniss's vision, it's like three PETAs is running towards her. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Run, bitch, run. If I was Katniss, I would have been like, okay, cool, PETA, but like in what direction, bro? Because I am high <laughs> out of my mind. Like, <laughs> I don't know where to run. Listen, I can't run on a good day. You're going to have to carry me. <laughs> Just uh, roll me in the general direction yeah. I'm going to go. But... It- she gets away and then she passes out mm-hmm. and you could tell some time has passed it has passed when she comes to and she's covered in leaves where she was um stung at yeah there are like these leaves that are like covering her someone's been taking care of her yeah someone's been taking care of her and um my initial thought was was it Peta I know was Peta taking care of her that's what I thought and then she hears something from behind a tree and Katniss gets up and walks over and it was Rue. Yeah, it was the little girl. Like, how freaking nifty this little girl knew how to... I know. She knew how to heal her. Um, and she, and Katniss is like, uh, how long was I out? I think she was wondering, like, how many hours? Yeah. And she's like, oh, a couple days. I changed your leaves twice. Girl, this little girl not only managed to survive a couple days on her own, but then she managed to survive a couple days with a patient. Do you know how freaking hard it is to be out, like, fighting for your lives when there's an unconscious person that you're trying to keep alive? And checking vitals. Yeah, like, it's... You know 100% she was, like, hiding Katniss under branches and then just, like, climbing trees and just being like, if she dies, she dies. You know, like, I'm... (laughs) trying i'm fucking trying i just chased her leaves i've done what i can (laughs) and katniss asks rue what has happened since i've been out you know she's like oh like the girl from one and the boy from three you know like she's like two other people have died right and katniss like in a roundabout way she's like and the boy from my district yeah. What about what about him? And Rue has this sly little smile and she's like, Oh, he's still alive. I think he's down by the river. Yeah. Um, I feel like Katniss was like, What about you know the one that looks like he could toss you around like a sack of flowers? Uh-huh. You know him? Like, is he good? Is he still okay? The one that has a lingering smell of cookies on his skin? Him? The one that can smack your ass like rising dough. <laughs> <laughs> That one. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? Peter, 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 Peter. <laughs> so uh, Katniss is like, what about the careers? Where are they? And she's like, oh, they're camped out at the cornucopia. They have like all yeah. their supplies there, you know? Yeah. They took the careers, took all the supplies, piled mm-hmm. them into a huge pyramid, uh-huh. and they're just hoarding these supplies. You have to admit, the careers are smart because 
if you step off your at the beginning of the games, if you stepped off your platform, yeah, before the timer went off, a landmine would blow you up. Um, no head starts. Right. They dug up all the landmines and rigged them in like a pattern around their food pyramid to keep it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Katniss is like, you know what, Rue? She's like, if we can't have all the supplies, nobody can have all the supplies. You feel me? Do it, girl. Do it, girl. Go slash their proverbial tires. <laughs> Katniss is like, where to go fucking slash their tires, all right? Let's do um, this. Because if I have to die, so does everybody else. Mm-hmm. Katniss and Rue make this plan to where they're going to set a whole bunch of fires with, like, green leaves because it's going to smoke a lot. Yeah. They're going to draw the careers out. Rue's going to hide, like, run away and hide. And then Katniss is going to go destroy all their supplies. And so they do that. Rue takes care of the diversion mm-hmm. and Katniss waits for the careers to go off and, and investigate the smoke. And they do. They take the bait. Yeah. They leave one kid in charge of the food. And it's the weaker of the boys. Mm-hmm. He's the boy from he he's from like the technology district because he knew how to like rig all the stuff. Oh. And Katniss sees a, a scavenger. Um, they call her Foxface. She's another tribute that has still that that is still alive, mm-hmm. but she's on her own. And this girl is obviously very smart, very nifty, mm-hmm. and she manages to do this complicated two step that looked uh-huh. a little bit like that dance everybody does on a dance floor. You know where everybody knows it's like the yeah. slide to the right, three hops this the time. Slide. <laughs> yeah. The cha cha slide. Yeah, this this smart girl, she goes and she is able to grab some supplies and then just hop away without anyone being the wiser and without getting blown up. And Katniss is like, no, I'm not doing that. I will not be doing that. Thank you. And so what she does is, is that she shoots an arrow at a bag of apples mm-hmm. and this bag of apples splits open and hits all of the landmines and blows up all of their supplies. All of those supplies got blown to the heavens. Yes, they are gonzo. Then the the big the main the careers come back. Cato is pissed. The boy from District One, he is livid. Yeah. He's so mad that the guard they left allowed this to happen that he just snaps the boy's neck. I know. Yeah, he kills him. And they don't even notice Katniss. Like, Katniss Uh is kind of still in the clearing, and she's mortified. Her ears are ringing from the explosion. She manages to get away, and she's trying to find Rue. But Katniss hears Rue just screaming for her, Katniss, Katniss, help me. And so she takes off towards Rue, and Rue is, like, trapped under, like, a net. Like, they caught her, like, in an animal trap. yeah. And Katniss cuts her out as she's, like, consoling Rue. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This dude comes out of nowhere and flings a spear. Katniss really, really quickly with her super fast reflexes pulls out her bow and shoots an arrow. And she gets the Uh guy. She kills him. But he had already thrown the spear. And it went right through Rue's chest. Oh, God. Little Rue. This poor girl, dude. How much longer would she have survived if she had not tried to help Katniss, let's be real. Like, honestly, she probably could have been, like, one of the last ones because they probably, one, forgot about her for a while. Um, so Rue dies. Katniss is obviously really heartbroken. I think mm-hmm. to Katniss, this is kind of almost what her sister, what would have happened to her sister. Like, mm-hmm. she, it's a very emotional time, and it's the first time that we see Katniss crying. And Katniss goes and picks a whole bunch of flowers 
and like decorates Rue's body and flowers. Yeah. She gives her the salute to like the camera. So meanwhile, out in District 11, Rue's district, Mm -hmm. people are pissed. People start getting angry and fighting. Yeah. I feel like the guy who like initially punched the peacekeeper in the face, I feel like that was Rue's dad. Because this, they're all watching this happen like live. I know. The, a, a man just watched his 12 year old child be shot through the heart. Right. With a spear. And he just goes up and punches a game maker. They start rioting. They're dumping over all the grains they harvest. Mm-hmm. They are just like, no, until the feds get there. And then they start spraying people. And beating them into submission. Like, again, this is not a news broadcast. This is <laughs> this is a fictional book. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Katniss obviously doesn't know that this is happening, but mm-hmm. her actions are having very real effects in the, in the real world. Her actions are sparking the rebellion that President Snow was afraid of. Yeah. President Snow saw this coming. He's like, this girl has this spark in her and she's going to start mm-hmm. something. Don't start nothing won't be nothing, Katniss. Uh, she started something and now there is something. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So Haymitch goes and he's smoozing the head game maker. Yeah. And he's like, you want to give people something they can root for. And the game maker's like, what's that? And Haymitch is like, young love. Oh, so that sparks an idea. And um, the game makers make an announcement. Yeah. And they're like, there's been a slight rule change. Oh, just just the tiniest little rule. Tiny little one. It's just a little, little tiny change. Not to worry. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. There can now be two victors. Like, what? Right? But... Only if both of them are from the same district. Ooh, I wonder who that was specifically designed for. (laughs) And so Katniss, wherever she is in the Hunger Games map, she hears this and she immediately goes, oh my God, PETA, like I have to find him. We can get out of this together. And then she remembers what Rue said about PETA being down by the river. Mm -hmm. So Katniss goes down by the river and basically like steps on his face. (laughs) Oh my God, freaking, freaking PETA did some, Mm -hmm. he, while everyone was busy surviving, PETA was doing like a cake decoration challenge on his face to like make make his face blend in with a rock. And she's like, PETA, PETA. Um, She's like, we can both go home. Yeah. And then she sees that he's wounded. Yeah. And his leg is pretty fucked right now. Like it is pretty messed up. Because he probably got that wound days ago and it's been getting infected it's like festering because he buried himself with dirty river water and dirt (laughs) as you do when you have an open wound yeah so Katniss is like ah crap like PETA might Uh not make it like he's not doing well he has like a fever he has an infection yeah and so she gets him to um a cave Mm -hmm. and she's like they won't find you here and he's like bitch they already found me yeah 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 yeah. it's done he knows he's dying so yeah he he knows he's dying right now and he starts kind of like spilling his guts to Katniss and he's like I remember the first time I ever saw you he's like we were in um assembly and the teacher asked if anybody knew the valley song and your hand just shot right up in the air PETA reveals that he's been basically watching her her whole mm-hmm. life, like their whole life, he's been crushing on her and just kind of pining after her. 
So, like, maybe the lie, like, maybe the story about the girl he had a crush on. Yeah. I don't think it was a lie for PETA. Like, it wasn't just for show. And she's like, you're going to make it. Like, don't say goodbye. I know. Just hang on. And she, like, leans down and she, like, kisses him on the cheek. And then she hears the beacon of a parachute. They must have tugged at some sponsor's heart because someone spent a lot of money to send them a little a little package. Yeah. Is it is it the medicine he needs to stay alive? Uh, no. Of course fucking not. Why would they do that? <laughs> it's soup. It's chicken noodle soup. It's not even noodles. It's just like broth. <laughs> it's bone broth soup. It's miso soup. And she leans down and he's like, let me have it. She's like, no. She's like, you fed me once and I'll feed you. Oh, yeah. She still remembers how he kept her alive by giving her bread. I love I, I love how all the significant moments in this mm-hmm. movie are surround carbs. I, I know. You know what? Story of my life. Like, you know? the weight of my heart is carbs. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But she, um, there's a note. Haymitch sends a little note um, with the broth, and it just says, you call that a kiss? Yeah. It's like, what do you want them to do? Like, hey, bitch, like, do you want her to, like, mount him? Like, <laughs> it's it's Hamish's. he's trying to remind Katniss, like, hey, they want to show, people want to show, put on a show. Uh-huh. She goes in, and they, like, start cuddling, and he's like, come here. Peter and Katniss get very, very cozy. I think she actually kisses him again, doesn't she? Yeah. She gives him a real kiss. She heeded Hamish's subtle warning, yeah. and she gives him a real kiss. Then an announcement comes over the intercom, mm. and is like, "Hey!" But you know what's fun? You know what's funny huh? is that the last announcement they were like, "The announcement that there can now be two winners if they come from the same district," and then it said there will be no other announcements, and then there's like, "Ding ding!" Uh. Yeah, another announcement? <laughs> yeah, um, we lied. Um, this is the last one, I promise. <laughs> and yeah, they um, they say that there's going to be a feast mm-hmm. at the Cornucopia. It's a, it's a proverbial feast. Yeah, there will be no food. No, it's like, no. I got excited. I was like, ooh, food, but no. What they're saying is like, each tribute right now, because who knows what these other kids are going through, the ones that are alive. They're like, each one of you needs something, and what you need is going to be f- there for you at the cornucopia. You're going to have to go there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the game maker's way of like, yeah. they find ways to to push them into conflict so that they die faster. Yeah, they have to make, sh- they have to, if there is no drama, they have to create the drama. The game makers are the drama. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> you are game makers. You are. Um, and Katniss is like, PETA, medicine. Yeah. And he's like, no, Katniss, it's going to be a bloodbath. Right. It's a trap. Don't go. And she's like, PETA, like, I'm not going to let you die. I have to go. Yeah. And so in the movie, she waits for him to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. In the book, I'm pretty sure I remember Hamish sending her, like, a tranquilizer to, like, knock Peta out. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, she drugs him. Yeah, in the book, in the she, book she drugs him. She puts something in the soup. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but, so, she waits for him to fall asleep, and then she goes to the cornucopia. She does exactly what she said she wouldn't do. 
So there at the cornucopia, there's like this folding table that someone just set up very, <laughs> they just set up a folding table. And then there's um, labeled containers and they're labeled by the district of the uh-huh. of the people who need something from them. So, of course, there's a number 12 there for Katniss uh-huh. um, or Peta. And then there's the, the fox face girl. Katniss sees her just freaking hop stepping side yeah. sliding her way through. She, that girl grabs her stuff and gets out of there so quick. She, She's gone. She makes it look so easily easy, that girl Foxface. I feel like Foxface is such a good description for her because, like, she is fox-like. You yeah. know, she's shifty. She's cunning. She's fast. Swiper, no swiping. Yeah. But Katniss gets up there, and she gets the 12 bag, and she's trying to leave. Mm-hmm. But then she gets like tackled to the ground. Oh my god! By the girl with the crazy eyes. By crazy eyes, yeah. <laughs> um, she's from District Two, and she's like, "You destroyed our food. You killed Glimmer." You know, and she's just like, "Crazy eyes is holding a knife to Katniss's throat." Yeah, she already like sliced her face. She has one knife at Katniss's throat, another knife that she's like serial killer trying to slice Katniss's face. You know what? This is always the villain's downfall is the fucking monologues. I know. The monologues is always where the villain meets their downfall. It's funny. So uh-huh. so Crazy Eyes, is she does her monologue where she's like, I'm going to kill you the way I killed Rue. She's bragging about killing this 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, and Bresh, he is the boy from Rue's district, from District 11. Comes out of nowhere. Man just fucking, like, materializes out of thin air and <laughs> rips crazy eyes off of Katniss and flings her against the side of the cornucopia. And he's like, you killed that little girl? Yeah. He's like, you killed her? And he doesn't, he literally just, he bangs her against the side of the cornucopia so hard, like five times, yeah, to where she just dies, like yeah. blunt force trauma to the whole body. Right. Oh man, that's terrible. Yeah. So he kills her, and then he turns to Katniss, and Katniss is on the ground, just completely helpless. And this guy from District Eleven, he's like, "Just this once, I'm gonna let you go for Rue." Yeah. He's like, "Just this once, twelve. Mm-hmm. And then he he dips. He gets his bag and he dips. Yeah. And Katniss makes it back to Peta and gives him the medicine. Katniss gets Peta's medicine and she heals him and he's doing much better. And they're having these tender moments in the cave. And all the while I'm thinking like, do you know who's home watching them? Their parents. Well, <laughs> everybody. Hot guy Gale is watching them. Like, yeah, probably super pissed. He's probably hugging Listen. like a loaf of bread. Just like, why am I keeping this warm <laughs> for her? She's betraying me. You know what? Like, I get it. You can tell because there's a few scenes where like pans to Gail watching um, and you can kind of tell that he's not happy. Mm-hmm. But boy, you had your chance mm-hmm. and you didn't take it. Like, how are you going to be mad that another dude's moving in on your girl when you didn't even make a claim on your girl? Like, Dude, Gail did not shoot his shot the whole time that he was hanging mm-hmm. out with Katniss almost every day. And Peta, the second he was alone with Katniss, he's like, girl, your eyes, they're so beautiful. (laughs) The the minute Peta got the chance to shoot his shot, he was like, all right, 
she's the love of my life. Well, he's Peter's like, I want to toss you around like a bag of flowers, girl. You see me do it. Mm. You know I can. I want to slap that ass like a rising rising <laughs> pile of dough, girl. <laughs> want to watch it jiggle like some sourdough. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, Haymitch is like, you know, the warning was play the lovers. And so right. Katniss is, you know, her and Peter are playing the lovers. Yeah. And and there's this there's kind of this ray of hope where Katniss is like, Peter, we're the only pairs left. Like we can still make it. Like we can still make it. We can get out of here together. You know, they changed the rules. We can both get out of here. So it's kind of the first time that there's hope, you know, because I don't think Katniss cared. She was she was trying to keep herself alive, but I don't think she cared about winning until she realized there was a possibility that both her and Peta can get out of there alive. Yeah, I, she didn't want to win if it meant Peta dying. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I don't think Katniss expected to make it this far in the game. Like she didn't have a <laughs> she didn't have a plan for being alive this long. I know. Katniss and Peta. They are like foraging for food and Peta comes back and Katniss like smacks these berries out of his hand. And she's like, Peta, that's Nightlock. You'd have been dead in a second. Yeah, that's poison. Yeah. Um, and then they hear somebody drop and it's Foxface. She was following Peta, snagged some of his berries and um, she died. She, she stayed alive by being super sneaky and quick, mm-hmm. but that two-step was the death of her girl because she ate those poisonous berries. She was like, mm, don't mind if I do, and then she just died. She's like, ooh, yummy, um, and then she just keeled over. But the game makers are getting bored. Um, they're like, we need to speed this up. This game has been going on for like five days. Right. And so the game makers send out these like mutant coyote wolf dogs. I called them like warped cheetahs looking things. Yeah, they're like fucking hyenas. So these abominations of nature chase Peta and Katniss. First of all, they eat somebody because Katniss and Peta yeah. hear hear someone screaming and getting attacked by these animals. They chase Katniss and Peta to the cornucopia, which is again, it's kind of this large structure. Yeah, the only way they can get out of there, out of the animal's reach, is by climbing on top of this thing. Yeah, and they hear a cannon go off. As they're climbing, and um, it's it's Thresh, the boy from Rue's district. I am assuming the the dogs ate him. Now there's three. There's only three tributes left. There's three tributes left, and the dogs, the mutant animals' job was to herd them all together. Right. Um. And so, Katniss, Peta, and Cato are all on top of the cornucopia. Cato goes after. Peta and Katniss and Cato is so strong that literally it takes both Peta and Katniss physically fighting him at the same time. Yeah. And still he gets the upper hand and he grabs Peta. Like roids. It's steroids. But Cato <laughs> is not easy to throw. Um <laughs> no, he's even not. for Peta. <laughs> no, he's not. But Cato has Peta in like a headlock. And you can tell that this has this game has taken an emotional toll on Cato. Cato is having a mental health crisis. Like, he's mm-hmm. like really sad because he's telling Katniss, "Go ahead, if you if you shoot me, I'm gonna fall, but I'm taking Peta down with me because he's uh-huh. holding Peta by a chokehold." Yeah, and he, and Cato's having this mental health crisis where he's almost crying, and he's like, "I guess I've been dead this whole time. I just didn't realize it." Peta's like, "Katniss, shoot him! Like, when Katniss, like, 
just take the shot. Yeah. And she does take the shot, but she shoots Kato's hand. Yeah, she does it in a way so that Peta has a chance to get out of his hold and then push mm-hmm. him down. Kato falls into falls down to where the uh, crazy yeah. mutant animals are, and the crazy mutant animals are like yum yum. <laughs> As Kato's screaming, oh god, it's so bad. It's it's <laughs> we're laughing, but like it's not funny. I know. Why are we laughing? It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> he's getting help. He's getting eaten. It's so bad. It's bad. Yeah, his cannon goes off, and then um. Peta and Katniss are on top of the cornucopia. They're like, we did it. We won. Like, why Why have they not come for us yet? Like, I know. Why? Well, it was super anticlimactic because they won and then it's just silence. Like, there's no... Because mm-hmm. after after Katniss kills Kato, like, does the mercy killing, the uh-huh. mutant creatures go away and then it's just silence. And it's like, you hear... You know, the cannon already went off and it's just like, isn't there supposed to? It's, it's like you want to hear music or something like I just yeah. where's the where's like the cucaracha? Like you want like some sort of like upbeat song playing like get some usher up in this bitch. <laughs> what's what's like a good usher winning song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something, nothing. There's no announcement. There's no there's no like door that appears for right. them to enter. Well, it's very obviously the games are not over. So. For somebody who says that they're not going to make any more announcements, they make another one. (laughs) Number three. (laughs) Number three. And they're like, attention. The previous stipulation allowing for two victors has been revoked. Oh, my God. Peta and Katniss are just staring at each other, you know? I know. And because now, like, they were supposed to be able to go home and they were supposed to be able to go home together. It's so sad. And now what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to kill each other? They're supposed to turn around and try to kill each other? It's ridiculous. But Peta literally just, he looks at Katniss and he goes, take the shot. Katniss, do it. Yeah. She's like, no, Peta, no. He's like, Katniss, they have to have a victor. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, that sparks an idea in Katniss. She's like, in the book, she thinks to herself, he's right. They do have to have a victor. It's the whole point of the Hunger Games. Like, what if they don't have a victor? And so she's like, no, Peta, they they don't deserve a victor. Like, why should they Uh have a victor? And so the berries that Peta had almost ate previously, the poisonous ones, she's like, if we can't both be victors, then neither of us will be victors. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, together? She's like, together. So it's like a double suicide. Oh, my God. It's so dark. They start raising their hands to their mouths at the same time. And then this, mm-hmm. this announcer, the announcer goes, stop. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, announcing the winners of the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Katniss Everdeen and, and what's, his, what's his name? Peter Brad. Malark. <laughs> Peter Malark. Um, and yay, they won, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of anticlimactic because like, what did they really win? Like the right to live for now you know like it's there are there are like riches associated with winning the hunger games Mm -hmm. but if you look at Hamish, who won his his hunger games people are not better off after no there's a lot of trauma uh yeah you just killed an arena full of 23 other people like it's yeah but the the head game maker he didn't heed the warnings you know he was trying to put on a good show and it bit him in the ass 
Yeah. Um, and so he's the head game maker is led by two uh, peacekeepers to a room. And he's he's locked in the room. And in the room, there is a crystal bowl on a table. And the bowl is just full of the poisonous berries. Yeah. The, you know, the, the president's message is like, hey, you fucked up. I told you not to let this girl shine. And you did. Well, to be fair, I think the game makers really did try to kill Katniss. They try to kill her with that fire. They yeah. try to, you know, she just wouldn't die because she has main character energy. Like, it's not her fault. Like, shit. Um, so, listen, the Hunger Games are over, but now there's like a victory kind of tour that they have to do. Yeah. And, but Hamish, he tells Katniss, he's like, basically tells her she's in trouble. She's yeah. causing an uprising in in like the poor districts. Yeah. And he's like, that little stunt you pulled isn't going to go unpunished. Yeah. You know? And she's like, so what do I do? He's like, you lie. Mm-hmm. He's like, you are going to go on this victory tour and you are going to present yourself as a starry-eyed girl in love who just couldn't help herself and she could not see herself living in a world where PETA wasn't there. Got it? And that's what she does. You know who plays that very well is PETA. You know who doesn't play that very well is Katniss. It's so painful watching the interview where she's just like, I just loved him so much. I just couldn't bear to be without him. And it's just the worst, most cringiest thing. She's like a robot with a smile because they have her like all dressed up in this frilly, it almost looks like a wedding dress. They just have her looking like a cupcake. And she's like, I couldn't help myself. I'm just so in love with pizza. Oh, gosh, Katniss. Um, all right, guys. So that was The Hunger Games, the first movie. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. I think the teapot is empty for today. We'll be back next week with 365 Days. It's a movie based on a book, right? Yeah, but it's like a, um, it's all in like a different language. Oh, it's all going to be in captions? Hold on. Courtney, you're going to make me read while watching a movie? I quit. <laughs> it's, um, it's saucy. Ooh. Saucy, saucy. It's saucy, saucy? Yeah. It's not like YA saucy, but it's like Fifty Shades saucy. Uh, it, it makes Fifty Shades look like YA. Noise. As always, thank you for listening. Check out our show notes for information on how to reach us and how to check out our website. You can you can reach us through our website, actually. Ooh, yay. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. Yes, girl. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.